Um, this panel's a little dude heavy, so let's try to be as understanding as possible about those biases. Um, yes. Uh, sometimes it just happens, but um, I've been. Well, I mean, this book is so filled with rich, strong female characters. <laughs> yeah, we really just need to let it speak for itself. Should, yeah, I mean, we'll just get out of the way. Have, shouldn't we have gotten like a straw man type female person on the show? Just someone who's gonna be like, "Oh, you guys are probably right." Someone, I mean, I someone, is, someone to pay for our snacks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think this is kind of uh, human heavy, though. I think we need more Rams. Definitely. <laughs> hey, I'm an Aries. I'm an Aries. So, uh, Ooh, nice. <laughs> Tap into that energy. I had been meaning yeah. to have you on the show for a while, Jason, and then I just, obviously, because you're an Aries, I thought of you right away for this yeah. book. Right, of course, it's the Aries thing. Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about trips. And uh, <laughs> usually it's uh, about road trips. Sometimes it's about, uh, man, that was a real trip. And then this one, you know. You know. Anyway, I'm your host, Alex Falcone. We've always been about that. We always will be. I'm your host, always. Alex Falcone. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And I've got a great panel with me today. First up, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter. Ian the Bay Area. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Uh, golden eyes glow. Golden horns. Horns grow. No. Oh. Grow? Bone? I don't remember what the actual clip was. <laughs> golden something something. Golden something something. I kind of tuned out for some of this book. I'm also, sure by the way, golden Alex. horns bone. I don't think it's that one. Let's el- let's just process well, well, elimination. You, this. You know what? You prove it to me. Uh, by the way, Alex, this is so weird. I swear, I swear, we read a book like this before. Is that possible? <laughs> it does seem a little derivative. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> What are the um, odds? Well, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I say this hesitatingly because I'm afraid that they're gonna, our fans are going to make us do this. But did you know he read? He wrote three other books. Oh my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Also joining us today, he's at Anthony Lopez Part Two. Anthony Lopez Part Two uh, on uh, Twitter in Portland, Oregon. Mr. Anthony Lopez. Thank you so much for. I'm ha- um, always. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. You know, my one rule is that I I will stay out of wolf politics. <laughs> uh, but besides that, anything else is fair game. You know me. That sounds like a real, the wise move. Yeah. Just can't get burnt again. You know. <laughs> at the- you took a strong stance against the hangbelly at some point. Yeah. I, oh yeah. One, we- I, you know, I sided with the wise one, and that was a bad call. You know, I got. Got both. I ain't going back to wolf prison, you know. At, at some point, I would love to go deep into which was the best wolf. I yeah. Let's that, try to come back to that. I do not remember. You said this by like email. You were like, I uh, I told you I was enjoying it. And you said it was a real hang belly thing to say. And classic <laughs> hang belly. It was a, yeah, which is a great joke. And then I real like I hadn't occurred to me till then that those were just he just was describing them. I don't remember when he gave him those names. So I was trying after that. I was like, why? I've definitely passed the part where I should know why these are being called this, but I can't remember. Yeah. So, oh yeah, that's, really that's the kind of thing disturbing. Where you, you, you got introduced with someone to someone like a while ago, but you weren't paying attention, and now it's too late to ask their name. Way uh, too late. To, to, all our, to all of our listeners, uh, um, in this quote-unquote book, uh, there's a pack of seven wolves, and they all have uh, somewhat descriptive names, I guess. Uh, and Alex, like I didn't call you the hangbelly. Condescending the, names? Yeah, it wasn't great. I, Alex, I called you the dangler, not, not the oh, hangbelly. Oh, the dangler. You wish, you the wish you were the hangbell. Hang you're separate. <laughs> yeah, there's oh, the lead scout, the wise, the um, I don't know, uh, Groucho, uh, <laughs> Sleepy, Piper. 
yeah. trip and uh, uh, sneezy. Yeah. There's a lot of wolves. It's, it's actually kind of hard to keep track of all of them. Um, what's the Alfred? What would actually be a good wolf name? Anyway. Fangs. Uh, ooh, Fangs is pretty good. Jacob? Yeah, Jacob. All right, solid. Anyway, uh, uh, also joining us today, we have a very special guest. Uh, he's also in Portland, Oregon. He's at Jason Traeger, T-R-A-E-G-E-R, Traeger. Jason Traeger on Twitter. Please uh, welcome back Mr. Jason Traeger, or welcome to the first time. Mr. Jason Traeger. Thank you. It's so good to be here. My quote, your booming is tuned to the throbbing of my wound. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Does that speak to you? Mmm. It's... Mmm, I felt that one. I could taste it. <laughs> Another quote that I thought of at the moment was that the one I like where he says, I was high, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever that is after that in the story is going to be a real persuasive. <laughs> I was high, but. <laughs> uh, so Jason, you, what I, one of the things, so Jason's a comic, but you also, you write, you also paint and make music. You and Rich Shapiro are both triple threats. I'm really not a writer. That's one thing. That's like one of the only things I don't do. I, you, you, you I write paint. jokes. I write jokes. Yeah, but I, I, writing a book or man, that just to me is like the one thing I cannot imagine how people do it. I, I mean, you've written a book, and I am <laughs> so impressed by people who write I, books. I, I wrote just, half a book. Ezra wrote half a book. We combined. I think yeah. I think you wrote two thirds of a book because you fixed it easily. My half, like twice. Yeah, that's that's true. pretty good. I guess yeah, it's so weird it to think though that to me. I don't like that you respect book writers that much, even though I appreciate it about me, because it makes it seem like Rick Shapiro did the right thing in writing a book. And I, I just, I'll, as much as I respect yeah. writing a book, this one. It's, Im- it's impossible to get a book published unless it's good and people want to do it, right? <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah, well, that has to say for something, the fact that he got a book on the shelf. He did it himself, though, yeah, right? He, he I mean, entirely yeah, self-published. He paid for this yeah. whole thing. Yeah, he paid for this to the tune of at least a half a million dollars, is what I've read. Yeah, I read there was something like two hundred fifty thousand at least that he yeah. had to have spent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two hundred. Uh, yeah. So, because he anyway, we'll talk more about this in a second. So, um, so much acid he could have had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I get the impression he still got some. Uh, oh, yeah, good. acid's not expensive. It's not. What? Oh, that's interesting. Not terribly expensive. No. What is? Would, uh, I'm going to be high for the day. Like, what does that cost? Uh, ten, well, ten, fifteen bucks, twenty okay. bucks. What? Well, Why is not everyone on acid all the time? It's so cheap. <laughs> oh yeah, or free. You know, you just come across it. People have it. Sure. Because it's just you know paper, and once you, I mean, it's very, <laughs> and typically that's how I've always encountered it on paper. It's just you know dipped in some stuff. You can make thousands and thousands of of doses at a time, and yeah, it's An- not, it's not, sh- not super hard. Anthony, what would sound crazy? Your- but should we sell acid now? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, pra- the, 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 the supply is too high, obviously. That's why the price is so low. Should we, we go short acid now? We should short acid. If there's a way to do that on uh, Goldman Sachs' website, let's do that. <laughs> Anthony, right. you, you sell pot for a living. Uh, what, what would it cost at your store for me to be high for a day? Uh, for you, as someone who's never done drugs, not much. Uh, <laughs> Just rub it on him people, a little bit and take it away. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, we could we could take care of you, Alex, for like 15 bucks. Oh, okay. yeah, just a five-gram chocolate. You'd be, the whole day, you'd be high. Yeah. Uh, so there's that, yeah. But like, your tolerance slowly goes up, you right, know. Right, right. Which, I, I mean, I guess it happens with acid, too. Ezra, what would it cost me in sandwiches to be happy for a day? <laughs> oh uh well how many sandwiches do you go through like you know 
Do you want a half a, to have a sandwich or, or, or how, how much sandwich? I would start with like? a half a sandwich and then I would get strong as I built up my tolerance. Yeah, to yeah, sandwich. yeah, yeah. I don't know, five bucks or so, Alex. I can get you a nice. good deal for sandwiches. All right. Uh, so this is episode number three hundred and ninety-eight of the show. Whoa! I know. Congratulations. Dang. Thank you. We have now done as many going up, man. episodes. We've done as many episodes as the number of kilograms of illegal ivory seized by officials in Thailand in the first half of twenty sixteen. Oh, that's a, that's a lot of. That's a lot of, you know, where they get ivory from. <laughs> pianos. Yeah. <laughs> and what's fucked up is they poach pianos to give it to elephants who don't need it. Yeah. Why would you have an outside tooth? Who needs yeah. that? Yeah, the, the only good way to get a piano, too, is to drop it on somebody's head so it becomes like its whole two lives a lot. And then their teeth become piano keys. It's yeah. It's exhausting. Um, th- so what's interesting about that number, though, to me, is that uh, there was a big news story about how it was down. That number is down in the first half of 2017 significantly. And they said that that meant that the ivory trade is largely being defeated. But it could also mean officials are not seizing as much. Yeah, like you could really right. just take half as much and be like, man, we sure are. There's less ivory poaching this year because of us. That's totally possible. I don't. Yeah. Uh, how would we know? Can we just start yeah, seizing, I, seizing other things? Has has, has all overall seizures gone seize? down? Cesium. Cesium. We've got to check our cesium levels. I've seen the wire. I know how juking the stats work. Oh yeah. I know. These guys are all getting. Uh, um, <laughs> they're getting uh, poaching yeah. pushed down to a minor felony. Yeah, Coquetti yeah. wants the numbers down this quarter. You got to make that happen. You know. <laughs> Uh, speaking of sad animal head stuff, this week we're talking about Wild Animus <laughs> by Rich Shapiro. Uh, why are we doing this? Well, it does feel kind of familiar to Ezra because July is revisit month. So we're going back in the archives and we are revisiting a title that we read before. We read this originally back in episode 117. And huh. it was original. This was our. F- Do you remember this as? This was our first ever sponsored episode. So wow. it was weird. Back it was like, Wild Animus. That was like the- Good the question. only one that we didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> so this is 200 episodes ago. So four years ago, plus five years ago, we decided we would start doing sponsorships where the uh, audience members could pay to force us to do something bad uh, or good. But at the time, they mostly thought bad. So Scott, this is a guy named Scott from Portland, who originally said in his sponsorship, uh, Shapiro's a venture capitalist who founded a self-publishing company solely to produce copies of his insane tract to give away to intellectuals at art festivals. I first heard about the thing when he tried to hire me through Craigslist, Craigslist to be one of his people handing out copies. So he gives away all of these things at uh, colleges. He gives tons and tons of copies away at colleges. And the way he does that is he hires people on Craigslist. And it's so fun that Scott was one of those people who we talked to him like about getting a case of books and handing them out to people on campus. That is amazing. Isn't that a, it's awesome. And what's great about how many he's given away, which I remember from last time we talked about this a little bit, but um, every thrift store you ever go into, you'll find a copy. They're everywhere. Um, and there's some. Uh, go ahead. To, to add on to this. Well, so on Goodreads, it says like what this is co- commonly shelved under. Um, abandoned, did not finish, owned but didn't read. Uh, <laughs> Laney says, don't waste your time. Piece awesome. of shit. <laughs> I, here's what I love about it. If you buy them, on, if you go to Amazon and you want to buy copies not from the original author, but those like other sellers, you can buy it. It says uh, used copies or new new copies from ten cents a piece. Used copies from fifteen cents a piece. Meaning, the price goes up by fifty percent if you touch it. 
that yeah. my interaction with this novel is worth half of the work of the novel. You think he was trying to start a religion with it? I think kind this of. Is like Dianetics. It's very proselytizing to give away, yeah. you know, thousands of books. And I'm thinking maybe it, that was the, the, the goal, was like to bring this wild animus into the realm of a new religion. I mean, it, it's worked, right? Like all those people who put Bibles in motels and now we have Christianity everywhere. That's where it yeah. started with, uh-huh. the, with the motel Bibles. It was always, mo- it was always motels. And uh, <laughs> I, Could you imagine being at like your low, low point in a motel? Don't know what to do. You just reach into the drawer. You pull this out. Well, wild wild animals. Yeah, I'm sure. If I had a hotel, I would do that. Has somebody wild- done this? Where they've <laughs> they've done other books? They've tried to give away other books to all hotels. Because if you, I don't know. What do I? What do I kind of like? Because um, uh, if I would, like, you wrote if you would, a book. Yeah, well, we wrote right our book. Oh, better. Great, great idea. I do kind of like that. <laughs> um, I was trying to think like what's actually good, but like if we. Ooh, ooh, Calvin and Hobbes. Right. Novelization of the first X-Men movie. <laughs> Man. In we every sh- hotel We room. sure are good at, no- at naming famous novels. Um, yeah, so, if you t- okay, so, you, so you took a Calvin and Hobbes book, and you called a hotel, and were like, we want to give you however many rooms worth of free Calvin and Hobbes hardcover best of collections. Like, they probably would say no, right? Yeah. No, as much fun as that would be, it would be so cool yeah. to have Calvin and Hobbes in every dresser drawer. And a Chevrolet in every driveway. These are my dreams for America. Is the is the Bible thing still going? I mean, is that really something that you still find in all hotel rooms? Yeah. And if you go to a new yeah. hotel, they're there. So obviously there's yeah. some sort of a thing that's like you register your the hotel Gideons. and Bibles show up. Yeah. 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 And look at what's got those Gideons. We all know the name of the Gideons. Yeah. The, the people Gideons. with too many Bibles. Yeah. Jesus yep. was a real obscure up-and-coming god until those Gideons <laughs> came by. They <laughs> so did shoving it. Them in the Motel 6s. Really put Jesus on the map. I mean, I sort of assumed that what Richard Perry was trying to accomplish was he was trying to... He thought that people would read this and it would really blow their minds and they would uh, all die in a volcano in Alaska. So yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's not like a good religion. It's more of one of those bad ones where the end is kind of rough. Well, maybe uh, Random is the Christ figure and he had to die, had to go in the volcano for us. Oh, yeah. he took care of our sins? So does that mean I can just keep sinning and it's free? I don't know yeah, where Sin figures into this, actually. <laughs> well, I, also, I, mean, I think he, his name was Ransom, but I like that you called him Random. That's pretty funny. Oh, oh! I have yeah. a friend whose kid. I have a friend whose child is named Random. Oh, I'm not kidding. I don't, well, he's I don't, not a child anymore. Now he's like a college graduate. But yeah, but yeah, oh. his name was Random. I would so almost take Aiden over that. Over <laughs> Random. Man, I do like a good bad kid's name, but that one. I don't know about it. It's pretty random. It's pretty random. All right. Uh, well, that's pretty. That's fun because anytime he does something, you'd be like, "Man, that's so random." That's so <laughs> random. Uh, yeah, my friend graduated from the Evergreen State College. Oh, yeah, shocking. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is what happens when there's no grade structure. You just name your kids weird shit. <laughs> He's a project man. <laughs> uh, so uh, he got graded on his son. This is our second of four revisit topics. Uh, the last episode, episode 400, our eight-year anniversary 400th episode, is coming up in two weeks. And for that, we're going to be rereading the first Twilight book, which was also the first thing we ever talked about on the show. But next week. Uh, we have not quite decided yet what it's going to be. So the Meat Buddies are still voting right now. So if you want to vote on topics for the re- to be revisited, just like this one was a, a top vote getter, as was uh, last week's, um, and next week's will be in Twilight, was 
uh, go and vote. If you're a Meat Buddy, you know where to go. And if you're not, you can still become a Meat Buddy. Go to readdistrict.com slash Meat Buddy. Sign up. And even a dollar a month, huge help to us. Or a one-time do- donation would be great. Whatever it is. Anything. We just really appreciate it. Alex, and we would add you can to they, Meat Buddy Can voters. we do that thing like with um, like the Amazon subscribe thing where it's like you do it for a second and then you like cancel it right afterwards? Like, I, they still, or does their, does, that, does their vote still count then? Um, well, they, they would still have given us a dollar. Yeah. So like they could like they could like be like a meat bite for like a second and just get the vote in and then just like they like bail right yeah no this is true I do, I don't if you like if you're if you donate for a short period of time and then stop you still are a meat buddy forever you don't it's not contingent Whoa. on your continuing to so if you cancel after a dollar you're still my friend you gave awesome. us a dollar yeah I don't know as why you think our voting system should be so elite that someone who gave us a dollar is not worthy of voting. No, I was just—I mean, I was trying to—I was trying to say like, like, well, that's pretty incredible. You can get that value of voting and meet buddy for life by giving a dollar once. Oh yeah, Would yeah, it count yeah. Count yeah. a penny. I think you were trying to help make this a good ad, and then I got really defensive. But yeah, um, good point. <laughs> what a value. Yeah, I think I think I think you proved your point. I think you convinced yourself this was a great idea. I did. I was like, what? A, it's unbelievable. Uh, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> so because readdeskweep.com slash meet buddies really help. Uh, we appreciate it. So let me for those of you who have not read Wild Animus. Um, for those of you who have marked it as abandoned on uh, Goodreads <laughs> uh, or did not go to a good enough college where you got these for free, um, I'm going to read a summary. This comes from Harriet on allreaders.com. Um, and we can feel free to jump in and contribute if you think she's missing something. But she's, here's the overview. In 1969, Sam Altman struggles with Berkeley, protest, riots, police intervention, and all the other negativeness that society is unraveling. When the National Guard uses tear gas on students, Sam aids a young woman whose eyes were blinded temporarily. He feels that he knows Lindy, although he believes this is the first time they met while she commiserates with her sadness. That's a weird sentence. Um, Here's what happens when you grab people's uh, summaries. Uh, So, she is blinded. Is that super important? Is he, like, really ugly? Is that... What was the Mm. importance of her being blind when they first meet? It's that he, like, he... You know, he literally, like, introduces himself to her by being a someone who guides her, right? Like, takes her out of danger. Uh, He's introduced as, like, a Christ figure in the, the first. The guide, yeah. Yeah, as, like, a guide to her. And then she dedicates the next God knows how many years of her life just straight <laughs> down the drain on this fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> on this just sullen, uh, muttering hippie. Oh, really, man. I mean, like... Sitting there and just breathing in the tear gas for another thirty seconds would have saved her life. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. it's so sad. It really is. Tougher. This story is the tragedy of Lindy for sure. Um, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. On Telegraph Avenue, she she leaves her number number on the cover of Alaska Sportsman magazine. Um, so there's this big coincidence where she writes her phone number on a sheep on the cover of a magazine, and Sam falls in love with the mysterious Lindy and also with the mountain sheep. Um, because she understands his inner turmoil and encourages him to do something about it. He heeds her advice and heads to Alaska. He climbs Mount Wrangell by himself, seeking to release his long-buried inner self. No longer being Sam, he uses the name Ransom and begins to act more like a ram than a man. I guess Ransom is kind of in his name, Sam Altman. It should be Ramsom, right? Ram... Ransom. Like, that's some ram. Ramsom, I mansom. That that rolls off the tongue. (laughs) Ramsom. (laughs) Wouldn't it all be annoying? Oh, chapter 14. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, not more annoying <laughs> than this book was without it. Wait, should we all change our names yeah, to Mansum? Ramsum leaves the mountain feeling better, but yet incomplete, as if his destiny still remains to be fulfilled. With Lindy accompanying him on his second trek up the mountain, his transportation continues, but danger exists behind every inch of nature. The storyline has the audience pondering what is human, what is civilization, and what is love, as Sam changes into Ramsum completely to complete his quest to determine who he is. And then what is sanity. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's leaving this summary. I do appreciate she's it. Out like, yeah, what is some yeah. some issues. One you've not mentioned acid. Yeah, not once. Which this he does on acid their first fueled. date, which is already I think a little bit aggressive to be like, "Hey, come to my apartment and do drugs on a first date." Well, we don't it's know what people did. Though, guy. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh also not enough talk about danglers. Yeah, right. So there's also the danglers. Yeah, so so what's what happens is he does all this acid, he thinks he's a sheep. He dresses like a sheep. He goes to Alaska, runs around in his sheep costume. And then, and he, and then he takes his own sweet time to get eaten by wolves. Really, he draws it out. <laughs> Just chapters. Uh, so long. Um, so he, when he is the sheep, he goes into this rhythmic chanting sheep first-person narrative, which sounds a little bit like this. I hear padding behind me. Paws kissing the snow. I scan the pylons. Shadows shift in the blue niches, then the wise leaps through a gap and lands on the drifts below. The lead follows, charging after her, then the others. Their ministry seems needless. Desire drives me now, not fear. And to remind me, Animus, you have split the cloud blanket and scrolled it aside, opening a portal to the past. I see the thread of my trail entering the labyrinth, crossing the court of fountains, down the wandering nave of the glacier, winding invisibly through rocky peaks and disappearing in the rolling lowlands where I first felt your fire. Uh, so there's that. Boom, and boom. then Yeah, ba-boom. And then um, <laughs> also along the way, I think the summary leaves out that he treats his girlfriend very badly. Um, and also that he, as Ezra said, is being eaten by sheep, but he's actually not. He's just stabbing himself with a knife to feel as if he'd been bitten by a sheep. No, no, no by, by wolves. wolves. By wolves. Oh, sorry, by wolves. Sorry. So he's the sheep. He's get- and poor. Come on, that's the that's the that's the that's the real drama there. Wolves versus sheep. You wouldn't sheep. need a knife if you're being bitten by sheep. You could just. I don't know. <laughs> I want to simulate. Yeah, I'm doing self mutilation to simulate sheep bites, where I just kind of like I'm getting the tap sheep myself. all over me. It's all I'm all sheeped up. You would stabbing get- it. So he's frying on acid, stabbing himself, going. The, the wolves are eating me. Yes, in the mountains while of Alaska. To find. The, his mountain god, yeah. Animus. Yes. Well, the, yeah. The whole time I had this, I had this whole this feeling of like, okay, there's two stories going on. There's the one in the book, and then there's the one of like the 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 disembodied eye watching this happen in the real world. <laughs> and it's just like this sad, sullen, angry hippie taking acid all the time and like abusing his girlfriend and then going and killing himself. And he like, t- yeah, mis- misleading, misleading yeah. Alaskan lying, field guides into bringing lying, him into yeah. incredibly people, dangerous yeah. situations on his own. Just wasting people's time just taking acid constantly wasting people's time just, putting people in in danger yeah. yeah just like hey uh help me cut you oh you're writing a book awesome yeah totally come down meet my wolf why do you keep going around that corner every few hours for what are you doing oh man when he's in the mountain climbing team and they're like your pack is too heavy and he's like no the sheep costume stays no like, matter what you get out get out of that situation guys you don't go up with the furry. He's a furry, right? He's basically a furry. 
Yeah, he's uh, he's lost his mind completely. Oh man. Okay, so actually, this feels a little mean. So let's settle down for one second. We like we like to start and end every full discussion with a compliment yes. sandwich. Uh, we yes. start with a major compliment, and we have to say everyone say one nice thing, no matter how much you disliked it. So or liked it. We'll see. Anthony, I'm gonna start with you. What is your major compliment for Wild Animus? Uh, I think this is truly without doubt. Uh, the best piece of anti-drug propaganda that oh, has yeah. ever been produced <laughs> in the history. Like, you know how it's like, it's like tough to do anti-drug propaganda or like even like anti-war propaganda because like war and drugs are inherently like kind of cinematic and like fun to tell in a story. Yeah. Even like, even something like Requiem for a Dream has it glorifying drugs sure. for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, this... From the beginning, makes drugs seem so unawful, and the people who do it awful, and what it does to you is terrible. Yeah, it is the least glamorous version of drugs I have ever seen in any piece of media. It makes reefer madness look like half baked. It just like, <laughs> it really. To be clear, just in case those of you who are just joining us or have not heard a lot of Anthony's episodes, he's pro drugs. So this is not. This is not an anti-drug rant. This is a person yeah, who likes no. drugs and doesn't like see them being portrayed so badly. And this is supposed to be like a, yeah, man, fucking acid will wake you up type of thing. Oh, man. Yeah, but no, no, it's not that it just at all, no. Comes, yeah, it just comes off as acid will ruin you and ruin every good thing in your life. It also doesn't capture at all what acid actually is like and what it does. Yeah. Like, it's not, you don't, no, peop, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I would. I, mean, le- I do want to hear more about that from you. That's definitely going to be something I want to talk about more about because uh, I believe you're the only one who's tried it. As I'm assuming, you've not. Not that I know of, but you know, I mean, I've had kombucha recently, and like maybe <laughs> there were some in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you're Close that cousin. Like, I'm enough of a lightweight that if I drank some kombucha, I would be drunk for an hour. I'm sure. Like, just <laughs> like Tylenol makes me sleepy. But I'm guessing. There's no acid in it. I mean, it just doesn't seem like they would waste it. Well, on... wait. I mean, there might be, it might be acidic. For all we know, it's gone out Different of base. Different kind of acid, right? Okay, fair enough. If you uh, if so you wait, take I acid, vinegar, then if you take acid and then listen to something with the bass turned up, does it cancel? Ah, ah. you know what. That was dumb, but I liked it. <laughs> I got it. I get that. That's good. It's Man, funny. I don't know if it was just the delay or if you guys were like intentionally letting me hang for a long time with that one. No, yeah, I was putting together. I was actually understanding what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, the dang. <laughs> Thanks, as for the dangler. Anyway, we'll come back to acid in a because I'm just curious. But Jason, be uh, separate from that. First, I want you to tell me your major compliment for Wild Animus. My major compliment is is the the actual fact of its existence. I <laughs> I support the big dream, the big push out into the world, getting your vision out there and saying, you know, let's just do this and and not not be stopped, not have any obstacle, not let the marketplace or, you know, determine an individual's self-expression. So I respect that it is uh, that it exists that this vision is out there it got to me i mean i i now it's part of my life now <laughs> which is which is impress- impressive i mean it, he he did it he's gotten into my reality which is you know central for my life experience so i think it's kind of an amazing 
It's kind of an amazing thing I, that he just that he just did it. I have a true I have genius such... is never appreciated in its time, right? Right. No. Yeah. Like a hundred years from now, this is gonna be taught in school. I can't. I mean, classic. I do remember how like Beethoven was always going around playing piano in people's faces at colleges. Like, doesn't this blow your mind? Please, you're gonna like yeah. this when I'm dead. Right. Well, the thing is, he couldn't hear the criticism. Right. He couldn't. <laughs> hear the but he could feel it through the floor. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I, it's just a crazy act, and it's a, it's a just throwing this 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 strange story out into the world to see see where it goes. I am and, you know, so fascinated by this, and we did talk a little bit about this a few years ago when we did this the first time. And in fact, I wrote a long review on Amazon uh, where I gave it five stars because I just didn't want because Rich Rich Shapiro put his entire life into this one idea, and it's yeah. been just continually banging his head over for all the whole time. Like that, I think he's done enough that we should just all tell him it's good. It's just there's no there's no reason to crush his dreams at this point. He's not super concerned with making it better by our feedback. We just you know we and because we in this in this country especially, but I'm sure in other places, we are constantly telling people you know to express themselves, to do whatever is, you think is right, and not listen to the haters, and just go out there and make things and believe in yourself. And if we tell this guy, look, you believed in yourself and you were wrong, you suck. Then it feels like we're like undermining the whole we, we can't only say that to people who are great so but, we have to keep encouraging this terrible okay. writer but me, you got us me. two more books because of this alex <laughs> so f you man no i'm hey. coming in late he's already written the other books can okay, i sell you on an idea i can't wait what if i'm buying ideas today gone and actually done this and then you had read like the new story about a, a venture capitalist we took a bunch of acid and died on a volcano in Alaska dressed like a ram. I mean, truthfully, like, I watched Grizzly Man twice, so, and I, f- I feel like this is the Grizzly Man of uh, sheep. This is Sheepy Man. It's very into the wild meets Grizzly Man meets yeah. acid. Yeah. Meets yeah. Catcher in the Rye, kind of. Yeah. But if you told me there was a book written by the Grizzly Man guy about how fun it is to hug a bear and they'll never hurt him. I would not be into that book, but I want. So I want the documentary about Rick Shapiro falling in a volcano. I have no interest in reading his story about it. Here's one thing I was thinking: what is what would be weird or weirder? What's a weirder story? The uh, publishing, the writing and publishing of Wild Animus, or a hippie guy frying his mind and jumping in a volcano? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Wild Animus has probably happened once. Of course, well, it's only happened once, right? And whereas the hippie thing has probably happened a half dozen times. Yeah, the volcano yeah. is just littered with hippies. It's I'm just sure, yeah. That's just, what volcanoes yeah. eat. That's how they <laughs> stay. I mean, people have been taking <clears throat> drugs and jumping in volcanoes for quite a while. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this is the only time this story has been written. I definitely, and I've read, I read some pe- bits and pieces about Shapiro's life because he he's rich from tech before this, and his obsession with putting this book out led to a lot of technological increases in self publishing. Like he Ooh, really his this self publishing company uh, became a big part of the self publishing world. Like he really did a lot. Like so that Ezra and I self published a novel like that. We we owe a debt of, of thanks in some way to Rick Shapiro. Oh no! Yeah, one of the first big movies was Birth of a Nation. You know, a lot of yeah. bad things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah invented a lot like of camera work some, that still happens. Yeah. I'd like to see a mad person, an insane billionaire, fund a big budget movie of Wild Animus. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what they did with um, film. with uh, uh, Atlas Shrugged, where. Uh, the, uh, oh, yeah. the the new Atlas Shrugged trilogy, which was entirely funded by some rich people who wanted everyone to know that 
they're morally superior because they're rich. And so they put all yeah. this money into this terrible movies. And just like with this, it turns out you can't just work on the, the supply side and get people right. into an idea. <laughs> you can't just keep pumping out copies of your book and all of a sudden it becomes great. Right. I mean, I feel like Ezra and I's book is pretty good and that if we could put out a half a million copies around the world, we could find a, like a fan base. Oh, yeah. The one thing we're I mean, lacking we also as find is, a the, hate is the budget. Base, though, right? Like, if you, start, if you flood the world with it, like, you also find people you really pissed off by doing that. That's true. It depends on how you go about it, because not only did he give away at colleges, he also apparently had women dress up in wolf costumes and hand them out at music festivals. Yeah, that's so a maybe, very specific kind of demo that is interested in that. Yeah, yeah. So if we had mummies, we had mummy costumed people giving away our book, we'd get fans. Could we give away free toilet paper also? Oh, God. We just cover a guy <laughs> in toilet paper, say he's a mummy, but have him hang out by the the public restaurant, the porta potties at a festival. And then it's like, if you're out, there's always the mummy, but you have to read this book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could just, can we just get some kids to prank people? Have it be mummy themed now? Sure, yeah. The MTV's uh, You've Been Mummied. Anyway, we gotta get moving. So, major compliment for me. Um, this is gonna sound <laughs> is a that little where we are? Yeah, I know. Uh, this sounds a little similar to my compliment for that Sarah Palin doc last week, but Alaska sounds really beautiful in this book. That's. I was gonna say the same thing, that, that it's actually very beautiful uh, visuals that I got wa- listening to this. I a mean, lot of times, just, just random lines are really pretty. Yeah, Alaska also, it was like well-described and also was a gorgeous place. I mean, when he oh, was like, yeah. when they were really excited, Anthony, we were talking about this yesterday because we drove through Olympia, and when uh, he mentions this, in the, he was like, so excited to get to Olympia. I thought that was a little over the top, but when he describes Alaska and like Mount Wrangell, it's just incredible places, and... Uh, it's like beautiful good, and dangerous uh, and far away. Salt of the Earth characters up in Alaska. You know? Yeah. Well, this mm-hmm. is the, one of the things I love about Alaska is it's beautiful and it's dangerous and it's kind of far away and that's a good place for unstable people. Oh yeah. Is to take mm-hmm. people like away. to put these people who are uh, like this fried out acid hippie and these like uh, the people who are interested in helping him unravel his enablers. Put them all out in Alaska and they'll be fine up there. And uh, they can't hurt them. They can't hurt us. They can hurt themselves for sure, uh, especially with knives. Uh, but can't hurt us. I like it. Up, I like them up there. Yeah, I thought it was Great. nice too. Ezra, my, a major it. compliment. Uh, how major does it have to be? Ezra, you cut out there a little bit, buddy. Oh, I was. I was saying, how major does this have to be? Oh, not that major. You've been on the show before. Okay, <laughs> I'm almost positive. Alex, you can't make me read this shit again for another eight years. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the that's the okay. I mean, so, so so this is this bought me eight years of glorious freedom, uh, and and I guess also I kind of learned but again like like it's it's such a good idea to to pace yourself actually like because you you don't want to have to leave it all to the end. So just anything that seems like uh, like unwieldy, uh, just like. Break it up, figure out how many times you have to do it, and then just do a little bit every day. And, like, you know what? Before you know it, like, you're, like, you're neck deep in wolves. I mean, I <laughs> definitely think that worked well for me this time. I did a good job of pacing myself, so I only had a little each day. Um, but I just wanted... I don't want to disappoint you too much, but uh, we read this in November of 2011. So this only bought you another five and a half years. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> so buckle up i mean i 
and also it might have gotten you three other books related to it so who knows um but i'll I'll allow that normally for the compliments the one thing i try to stay away from is complimenting myself during it but uh i'll let you have that you can compliment me Uh, instead of the book also you know audible great way to, to get a book still Oh yeah. So actually, let's do this. So one of the things because it's revisit month. So we, Anthony and Jason are new to this topic, but Ez and I we've both done it before. So let's let's talk about what uh, what their reactions were origi- like from doing it the first time, and what has changed for us, and see how those compare. So um, Anthony, is, would you say this is the worst book you've ever read? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, definitely the worst I've ever like gone cover to cover with. Right. Uh, yeah. This Jason, was, do you this think was... it's close to that for you too? Yeah, I would say probably. Yeah, yeah, one of them for sure. And it's the kind of book that I wouldn't have read under any other circumstances. Right, right. But this, yeah. Ezra, yeah, I, you said in 2011. Have, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it doesn't even have any like uh, like bad. It's good qualities. It's just. Oh, I disagree with that. I, I kind of, I oh. kind of enjoy. I mean, I found myself laughing at times, and and yeah. like there were genuinely like lines, especially with the with the woman, and like times where it'd be like. And she was a waitress, and I was just, and I just couldn't help but just laugh, like picturing just this. I mean, it's basically a relig- a cult of one. Like he's yeah, got yeah. one follower. It's the ransom, uh, the ransom family. Yeah. Except there's only one person. It's just this one yeah. chick, and he. Cho- and she, at one point, she's working two jobs, and he oh, is yeah. doing acid and learning to mountain climb. I had to, I had to start laughing, at her, or especially when she would say like, "I don't want to, I don't want to keep you away from your book and your chance." <laughs> because <laughs> he's working on chance and a, I mean, you know it's also it, sad because she's sort of an enabler but um yeah oh yeah for sure every yeah for but sure so this but, but i actually did think it was so bad it was good at times i was like this is kind of awesome it's kind I, of amazing. i think one of the problems with that is that it's so long i feel like in a movie it's so much long. easier to be so bad it's good but in this it's like yeah. even when it's good it's like a slog but yeah. here's what i want to know ezra in 2011 mm. you said this is the worst book you'd ever read i felt the same way has that changed yeah, it has. Yeah, I know. Isn't that awful? You made me read. You made me read other worse books since. Then, I know. Alex. I know. That's what I at the time we thought none more worse, and we were wrong. There's so much more worse out there, and I, I mean, was like, like uh, that's that's the that's the thing. Is like I've I've clearly built up a tolerance to terrible. Yeah. So I was like, I, it was the kind of thing where it's like, okay, I don't know if you've ever seen like a, uh, if you've ever seen a movie that like clearly was like influential, I guess, uh, but then like. Just it's already influenced enough things that like you, it's no longer cutting edge. That's yeah. kind of how this felt. Yeah, um, interesting. I actually like, think <coughs> it, it might be a little even hard to say that at the time it was the worst book we'd ever read because we had also done, um, uh, like uh, uh, well, we read Decision Points, the George W. Bush book. We read, uh, uh, <coughs> yeah, the the Sarah Palin book, Going Rogue. Oh, man. Um, and both of those had this sort of like evil we read Atlas Shrugged like, and those all had sort of an evil yeah. quality that this didn't have but at least there was more like more happened in those books than in this one I don't know yeah yeah it, it's this is a different kind of bad but I do think we've like I think the badness has become more sophisticated in this I'd like it you know it's like that's, that's sort of that was like the that was like the dead ball era I guess right <laughs> of, of, of bad stuff and like yeah. it's just I don't think you can go back to, to well. That that's anymore, I really feel like the book is still terrible, but my brain is mostly calluses now. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, one thing I was thinking really... too is this is bad, but with without an editor, like you're looking at a Sarah Palin book, it's going to be edited so much by like a professional. Yeah. You know, handler or whatever, but like this, the Rick Shapiro book is like, you know, he was basically like writing the Bible in his mind yeah. or translating I mean, the Quran. Presumably, he let his uh, wife, when she got on break from the restaurant, read it <laughs> and say what she thought. <clears throat> uh, Alex, for those mind calluses you have, uh, <laughs> I got something you could take that might help you open that up a little bit. Kind of, you know, saw those off, round off those hoed edges, if you know what I mean. God. Um, well, the other thing that's changed for me for sure is, is that when I first did this, I was using an uh, an iPad, iPod, uh, tiny iPod that could do mm. two and a half or could do two x speed, but my phone yeah. does two and a half x. So Whoa. it has gotten a tiny bit easier. Not only are my mind calluses, but 0.5 x faster is available on my phone now. So I listen to this as fast as possible. Wow, that is nice. And it does help. And actually, it's kind of there, there's something a little bit fun where it's like uh, it's sort of like if you're like standing near a train, it's going really fast. You try to turn your head fast enough to like watch each car. Like right. mm-hmm. there's something about that in my brain where I was like just trying to hear the words was part of the fun exercise. So that helped a little. <laughs> and if but. you don't, doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And next time you uh, listen to it, you should try listening to it backwards, seeing if you can really get some truths in it. <laughs> Man, what if this is a really clever book backwards? It's, well, what you're yeah. supposed to do is listen to it forward and backwards and see where they match up. You oh know, God. Or what if this is like there's like a really great code to like Russian operatives in this, like something this bad. The reason he put it in every school was he didn't know where the spies were and he had to give yeah. them a message. It's just a series of giant activation phrases. Yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> something that's changed for me since the first time I read it is that I've learned a lot more about bipolar too. And I ah. feel like Ramsum has a lot of symptoms of uh, oh, yeah. clinical depression and bipolar too, specifically. And he has a lot of um, manic episodes. And then, and then the uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the self medicating makes it sort of harder to tell. But yeah, but I do, that's part of the condition. This felt a little sadder to me than the first time. The first time I was more angry with Ramsum, and this time I was more like, I feel like this. If you just got help, this would be a lot better. Yeah, it's well, acid-induced I- psychosis. Yeah. I have a question about that kind of, like because he's also like a obvious like self insert character for like the author like Ransom was also like amazing at everything but bes- yes. as well as being uh, yeah 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 crazy specifically so at things the, that the author is not good at yeah like is the craziness supposed to come off as crazy or are they supposed to come off as like spiritual episodes you know what i mean like because he's so he's just getting laid all the time and doing awesome james bond shit when he's like pulling people up from crevasses oh yeah that right. was has this yeah, great it's, costume yeah. and <laughs> great costume yeah, yeah he did totally build a part of the whole one. thing is is that uh is that question of like what because i'm the whole time i'm also picturing rick shapiro yeah, yeah. For, you know it's one of those books where i'm going like ransom is rick shapiro i assume so yeah. minus the dying so at the end yeah, minus the dying at the end, but it, but it's a stand-in, and and it's 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 him trying to make sense of his own acid trips. I'm trying to imagine is yeah. that's what that's what's going on is him just kind of going, what is consciousness? Right. You know, was I being an asshole or was I not when I was treating women like shit in the '60s? Interesting. I <laughs> I I really wonder how much of it is self-insert for him, especially because he like also wrote all these CDs of music to listen along with this book. Yeah. That. Uh, and he, that, so then when, when Ramsum is like, yeah, every time he picked up a guitar, he wrote a hit song, but he's like, doesn't want to be in a band anymore. 
Right. Like too cool for his band. Like yeah. I felt like that might be a little bit of, of Rich's desire as well. Totally. There's also a thing that's changed, Ezra, from the first time we read it. There's an app now. What? Oh. How? Why? Actually, what? Actually, I know. Two major technological changes. One is the audiobook used to be free on his website, but now it's hard to play because Flash is gone. So that's changed. But then he's also built a free app that is very large and took a long time to download and did not work for me. So <laughs> it's not great, but the app, I believe, will play the audiobook with different paintings coming up uh, that he painted to be along with this and as well as the music. So it's like a 4D experience of those uh, music and art and, and the book and so all of when that did, When did that go online? Uh, I believe a year or two ago. So, so he's still 100% on this. Oh, like, yeah. It's got his other I two mean, books on it, too. So um, uh, We can all yeah. agree being like, stuck sitting next to Rich Shapiro on a flight would be the <laughs> worst flight experience. That's a pretty oh, bad flight. Oh, God. You could ever have. This it is why I never be... ask people what they do, because I'm afraid they might be Rich Shapiro. <laughs> that would be so bad. You, uh, fun fact, you guys. In, in 2010, a distribution of, of a box of these books uh, at Yale University caused a, caused a bomb alarm. Oh, yeah, I read that. I read bomb that. Squad responded yeah. to it, which is kind of fair. It really did bomb. Yeah. Yeah, it's a total Bomb Squad. Uh, so <clears throat> let's talk about things that haven't changed. Actually, let's talk about the acid, uh, Jason. So um, Ezra and I are uh, are novices, uh, less than novices. Anthony was telling me yesterday he's always wanted to do acid, but has never been in the right situation. Yeah. Um, and I have done several other hallucinogenics. Yes. Yeah. You're multiple times. Hallucinogenic just, states. And, and yeah, just so from your knowledge, asked. Anthony, from what you've done, this does not seem like your. This is not the way these things manifest for you. I mean, I've made some interesting connections, <laughs> um, but I, I have, I've never like like I've had like interesting thoughts and pathways, and that's kind of one of the things I like about hallucinogenics is like sort of seeing things. But I've never been like, you know what? She is the wolves. You know, <laughs> like I've never come down. And been like, I got a whole new thing I'm doing. Oh man, uh, I, we didn't even talk about that. So the so he becomes a sheep in his own mind, but then he just and it's chased by the wolf wolf pack, and he stabs himself because it's the wolves. But for reasons that I cannot fully understand, he also decides that his girlfriend is the representative of the wolves because love because is surrendering to dying. Mm, but it's really because he's like pissed off that you know. He feels emasculated by having to be supported by her, and there's all kinds of just That's anger at probably her for true, not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like he's just all, yeah, and you're not so great, just because. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it just struck me as like a real jerky young oh, dude. Oh, so it's shitty. Like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. and kind of like this, this whole thing with this whole like mythology <clears throat> isn't thought out. It's very much like doing lots of drugs when it's just stuff getting bolted on yeah. to something he has a vague idea of from the last trip. Yeah. So it's like the way the wolf metaphor is changing throughout the whole story. It's like, oh, no, I get it. You're not just the wolves, but, like, the wolves are love. And then it's like, later, yeah. like, but they're not just love. They're also, like, making me whole. Like, it's just constantly uh, bolting on bullshit. Yeah, then if he know? gets, like, pissed off, he's like, no, you're a, you're the wolf. You're the you're bad one. And she's like, well, what are you talking about? And then he's like, no. And then he's like, no, no, no. Yeah, you're cool. You're good wolves. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, surrendering to love. Surrendering to being wolf. eaten. You know, the same yeah. thing. It's just, however, his his whatever whim he has, he kind of just bends his beliefs, think his his uh yeah ideas a, to that. A good friend of mine uh, did acid a couple weeks ago and did come back and tell me about his new religion that was based on, but it was more based on like everyone should chill. 
But he was yeah. definitely like, I'm founding yeah. a new religion now based on thoughts that I had on acid. So I can see that part sure. of it at least. Oh, absolutely. I mean, sure. That that's and, fun and to do at least. Absolutely. No, and I mean, LSD is amazing, but it's it's just one of those things where I don't, the consistency of his vision of this one thing, it struck me as like, I don't know. I just, I can't really see that. Uh, What's I mean, it maybe, like again, though, mean? Um, the consist like, I mean, I could talk about acid and other hallucinogens for a long time. I, I've I would like done a little LSD. bit of it. I've done LSD for, you know, probably um, maybe 10 or 15 times in my life. And I've done other psychedelics like mushrooms, you know, hundreds of times. And LSD to me always feels felt like a, um, I want to say inferior, but like not as, um, it's more cerebral. It, it plays on your own thoughts, fears, hopes, dreams, and whatnot. It's um, very mental. Um, whereas like with mushrooms, for instance, you feel like you're in contact with this ancient um, intelligence kind of that has its own um, geography kind of and rules and that you're, you know, kind of and it has that because I think, you know, again, it's a plant that's, this, right. you know, whereas with L- LSD, it's made in a bathtub and it's and it's amazing. It's an incredible. <laughs> it's an incredible hallucinogen. But and not I've the never, worst thing ever made in a bathtub. By no means. <laughs> Um, and so I think, you know, I don't know. Wait, I, is LSD I mean, just that ring around the tub when I get out? It just scrape that thing, dude. Oh, Hit it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Put that on a little piece of fucking paper. Shove Put that down your tongue, see what dude. Oh, man. Put it on your tongue. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've known people who've gone into, who've had acid induced psychosis, too. I've, I've had like one or two friends who went, went, took acid and, you know, really didn't come back for a long time. And we're like, you know, very tripped out. And but they were all tripping out on like their family and like the trip itself. And like there was this bad thing that happened. And I've never known someone or heard of a case of, of something like this where a person became. But I'm sure it's happened. I mean, it definitely has. Because I mean, so many people have taken LSD, and I'm sure people became completely fixated on one idea. So maybe I'm speaking out of turn. The psychedelic experience, no matter what, it's always very personal and idiosyncratic. So you know, it's completely possible, I guess, that that a person could have this fixation on this one thing but uh, how do you think it affects one's mountain climbing abilities you know funny <laughs> enough you know people have pitched like there's that one athlete who pitched like a perfect game on acid um, yeah it's oh, not the kind yeah. of thing that you I mean there can be huge spatial distortions and and it certainly could be dangerous you could i mean people have definitely gotten injured many times being on acid and you know nick nick cave's son died he fell off the dover cliffs on acid um oh, yeah. the, the musician yeah just re- you know like last year i mean yeah. it to- totally happens but, Matt uh, Poker but, and Trey Stone went to the Oscars on acid that one time. <laughs> yes, yeah, you could function. I mean, I mean, yeah. if I took acid, I could. I mean, depending on, of course, the dose, I could totally go out and and function very. You wouldn't necessarily know when I was on it, you know. I mean, I but, guess um, with with the uh, with Doc Ellis's uh, no hitter on on acid, I do feel like maybe he was a pretty good pitcher already. Like, I don't think oh, I def- could certainly. Uh, no, no, I don't no, think no, I could like throw that. a no hitter on no. acid. No, if that were the case, we'd all be frying. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't say, and of course, I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm just saying that, like, it, it's totally the kind of thing that, like, yeah, like, if, if he was a skilled rock climber and stuff, and he fried on acid, and it wasn't too much, but, you know, yeah, you could totally rock climb, but would it make you super good at it, and would it be at all wise? No, definitely not. It, it does seem insane. like it would make you worse, although, apparently, I just pulled up this article from the New York Post about Doc Ellis's uh, no-hitter, and he said, at the time, 90% of the people in the major leagues were taking amphetamines every day so <laughs> well, uh, well you yeah. gotta take something then to match up, match <laughs> yeah. up the speed. Yeah. so maybe that was but why I mean, it's easier to no hit people's because they were all uh really really high <laughs> yeah, yeah. speed 
<laughs> but speed's completely different, you know. So well, I guess like, that's one thing I was surprised is he seemed to have get a manic energy from acid, and I like the people I know who talk about seem more like giggly. Um, yeah. So is and that is, is that personal as well? Well, the other thing with acid, like I said, it's it's made in bathtubs, so there's a lot of different kinds. Sometimes it's very uh, speedy. You know, they can you can get acid that's like you know you're clenching your jaw and you feel your mind's uh, racing, but because it, it's not that you know it's not like a mushroom where you know what a psilocybin mushroom does because it's, right it's, it's, it's like it's depending pretty, on like the pert plus or like the herbal essences or the like the, yeah it's not I mean acid <laughs> it's like spring <laughs> it's whatever it's, it's all what different what is it the the thirty five smells in Irish Spring all of those are influencing it. <laughs> That's a lot of smells, man. All Is made it? in one lab in New Jersey. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hate to burst your bubble. Uh, it's not leopard. I don't hate it. I love it. Burst this bubble all day. <laughs> it's, um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Are one of the smells leprechauns? Yeah. There's leprechaun. Yeah, it's ground up leprechaun. It's mostly oh, yeah, synthetic. There's leprechaun in, in your soap. I don't sure. care where the leprechaun comes from. For sure. It's mostly synthetic these days. It used to be you a know, lot of The leprechaun trade is actually a real fucked up issue. You should look into it, all right? <laughs> how many how many kilograms there's of leprechauns have po- we seized, seized this last year? <laughs> look, man, down. there's a lot of pots of gold in it, all right? People yeah. fucking do a lot of dirty shit. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, you got to keep the gold, too, so there's a lot of money in it. Plus, you sell the <laughs> leprechaun. Man, uh, I... Okay, um, I guess the other thing that's most interesting... We do, we do got to keep moving. I'm sorry, I've been dragging this out. But it was so fun to talk to you guys. The other thing that I thought, besides the acid that I thought, is because we have all um, tried sex before, I think. Sure. And I um, I thought his description of sex was not super believable either. It was a little bit terrifying. Um, uh, like, specific. I think the worst You've thing... You've never had sex on acid, though. Well, right. Yeah, so can that's you refresh like your memory? Wonder, yeah. On the side of a mountain. Because <laughs> he does... He brings her to Alaska... I think he's wearing the hooves, but not his his uh, sheep hat. But then they're yeah, like, "Let's have sex in this meadow, looking at sheep." And then he immediately turns her around and says, "No, like they do." And yeah. uh, that I did not remind me of any of the sex I've had. I've never tried to imitate an animal that was watching us, and like, yeah, well, well I mean, either. <laughs> I don't know. I, I uh, Ezra did not say that he once. didn't very quickly. <laughs> Everyone, yeah. no, I was, I was trying, I was trying to find a way to like, if this, if this is impossible, where you like, could you have been imitating an animal without realizing that? Basically, oh, I was well, trying, I was trying to like make like, that. Could play. you do doggy style? No, well, yeah, well, yeah, we're like, like I'm sure at one point, like maybe a dog was watching, or like maybe you're doing pigeon. We don't know what pigeon style is, but I bet a pigeon was watching at some point. So I would assume that's in flight, <laughs> which I've never done. I can't imagine that's how they do it. No, Mile High Club. Now, yeah, yeah, I have not tried. Or, or maybe uh, pigeon style is like uh, on a statue or while pooping. <laughs> Never done either of those. Um, Seems like I read something about pigeon sex. I can't, but I don't know anything about it, so I shouldn't have brought it. It's up. interesting I, that you just have that filed away. Is like I do know a thing about pigeon sex, but I can't tell you what. <laughs> file not found. Yeah, <laughs> this book has been checked there's out of the library. There's please, an index, <laughs> but the file's not there. Um, I guess you also, you know, I do a lot of walrus style stuff. Mm, laying side to side. side. It's a lot of, yeah, a lot of lazing around in the sun. It's the best. It's pretty good. Laying side by yeah, side, yeah. the best. Yeah. It's the easiest. So I like the older you get, the better. Yeah. Um, you should be relaxed. He also said, uh, should be relaxed. Yes. Yeah, you don't sure. want to get that heart rate up too much. No, yeah. not too much. No, the love will get the heart rate going. Yeah. Um, I really liked uh, also the first time he, I think it was the first time he sees her shirt off. He says, he says uh, the, the narrator is, breasts draw the senses, even unpleasing ones, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he's such an ass. I know. Yeah. 
And he went on to say, but uh, to Sam, hers were the breasts of fantasy. So, like, apparently he's thought of them b- about so breasts. Like, yeah, they're bad breasts, but he likes them. Yeah. I, but, I mean, I love <laughs> yeah, that's a better edit, right? <laughs> what is? That's a better edit for the, for the, for the line reading where it's like, yeah, like, not all boobs are good, but I like these boobs. <laughs> yeah. and, and all boobs, I pay attention to, but I pay attention to these boobs especially. <laughs> I like so that it draws really all the senses, I think that. It's just the senses, which seems like all of them. Because for me, like, yeah. I definitely understand sight and touch, but, like, I haven't really smelled Balance. boobs. You have a hair yeah, boob, think man? of them as being a real smelly. <laughs> or a listenable thing. This is why I yeah, wish it yeah. wasn't such an all-dude <laughs> podcast. I'm sure there's some great thing women would add about smells of breasts, but hearing them would be tough. Yeah. Or I do have, there's that other sense, like where you know a breast is watching you, but you can't (laughs) see it. Breasts have the best natural harmonics of all body poses. Oh, yeah. No, they're It really changes the feel of a room, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, this is, this is, I feel like this is the book that would be the most interesting to hear from Lindy's perspective. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the fucking tragedy of going into work every day. I can change him. I can change him. I mean, I don't this love is... everything about Lindy either, because on their like fourth or fifth date, they're having sex, and she describes afterwards how her womb could feel his sperm being taken into her, which I thought was maybe a little forward. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, well, wait, one, one, they just had sex. I mean, I feel like, you know, like, loosen up, Alex. Uh <laughs> Uh, but two, I don't understand what wombs feel, and maybe maybe Agreed. sperm just draws the senses. Also, <laughs> so sperm it, does draw the senses. It does draw more sense a lot of the times unpleasantly. Uh, uh, but she really does get. I mean, just constantly. Anytime she stands up to him, right? He like crumbles. Waits for her to like say no, I'm sorry, and then yeah. immediately like gaslights her and thing. You know, yeah, this is totally yeah. your fault. I'm How gonna burn times? my book. Yeah. Oh, you're right. This is all. Oh, he's for such not. a manipulative piece oh, of shit. Such, no, he's a. It's like a textbook case of like a manipulative, oh. jerky young dude. Just so gross. No, you're right. Yeah, I'm and, gonna burn my manuscript to yeah, prove yeah, yeah, that yeah, I gotta love. burn oh, it. What a piece of shit. Oh. <laughs> and the part where he's like they always describe him as muttering to himself like yeah. Yeah, muttering to himself just uh. over there in this corner just sullen yeah he's just uh. an ass yeah I mean I really think like if this book didn't open with like him being dead right uh, I would have thought while I was reading this I was reading like a prequel to Red Dragon you know like a serial killer origins yes you know i just I expected was... him to have a giant ram tattoo on his back and like have eric tied to a chair look at like, it do you see oh, do you see yeah. <laughs> i was um, trying to play actually, i was thinking about that that opening though if i could jump on it like yeah. so yeah we open like with with oh yeah ransom like this there's this dude dead and like lindy's all like bust up about it but i i don't think she should be uh, no she should she but should i was relieved. realizing like yeah, the book probably reads better though. I was reading this time. If like we don't know if he's gonna die. Oh yeah. Um, like, I mean, most actually, books, if you a, if you open with the main character died on a mountain in Alaska, like just would take a lot of the fun out of it. I think there's a reason why most <laughs> and books some would don't. make no sense. Like Curious George. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's oh, the monkey doing in Alaska? How to get there? Man, well, well right. Because then the then what the series your- feels like too Curious George. It's like maybe George needs to stay home with things he's familiar with sometimes. He's going to get himself in what, trouble this way. What does happen, do you guys think, happens at the end of the book? Because, like, it's to me it seemed like it was implied that his sacrifice, like, unleashed Animus. 
Because at the end, it's like Animus monologuing about how he is the cosmos and eternal and... Yeah, I guess he's right in the end result of this book. is like, oh, God, Wild Animus God was like, finally someone cared about me. Finally someone did enough acid to see me and hang out. Also, like, this ancient animus, this, like, which is just the, the whatever wild principle in the universe, is only accessible through acid, like this... I don't get. I don't. I don't Bathtub. Dig that. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of yeah. like. I mean, it's like if there's a Krispy Kreme, but it was like really remote. I probably wouldn't bother. Yeah, yeah. and this the only way to get there God. was through. Let's uh, go uh, to Duncan. Yeah, <laughs> this poor God who had to wait till a scientist in the 1960s discovered a thing. Oh yeah, to help people. Man, if him. you're the if you're, you're the one true God animus, and you're having to watch the Egyptians go about all their shit, and you're like, no, you're wrong about, and you're you're p- choosing a lot of them, and you're not even close to me. <laughs> And I made myself so easy to love. Yeah. Yeah. How much they hate. All right, let's take a, a quick break. Uh, so I want to say uh, thank you to our newest meat buddy. We have a new meat buddy this week, Ezra. Isn't that exciting? Ezra and Anthony? That's Ooh, cool. that is exciting. Uh, you have to vote. Yeah, meat buddy Esther just joined us. Uh, Esther is a. Uh, She's a professor of games, is what she told me, which uh, she like teaches video games. Not what programming, but about them as an art form, as far as I can tell. Um, That's very cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, she's in Ireland, and she said this, so I've been meaning to sign up for a while. Uh, thank you so much for the show. I've recommended it to many people, and I've also played it to my students on occasion as an example of fair and legitimate criticism, or how to be smart about <laughs> something you do or do not like. Isn't that fun, as? Wait, 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 wait. So, so we have we have entered like the like the halls of academia in We are. Ireland? Yeah, yeah. We have been cited in an a, in academic work. Also, what's fun about that, the most fun about that to me is the fair and legitimate criticism was always a joke. It was like, oh no, we say something nice at the beginning, so we seem fair and legitimate, but and then we I, insult it. And I, I believe that Esther gets that she put fair and legitimate in quotes, but I still like that that is uh like that we've worked we've 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 brainwashed her into believing that. Uh, and I, wow. li- I like the idea of her being like, uh, to break down, you know, Earth in the newest Call of Duty, let me play you an example of this <laughs> podcast about Captain America, yeah. <laughs> Captain Planet. Here's four comics talking about some movie they just watched that I've never heard of. <laughs> uh, I think the only true way to understand how to criticize Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> is to listen to... Alex Falcone. Oh man, I raised the mummy. I wonder what. Uh, yeah, what do you teach about Sonic the Hedgehog? What's you gotta the, go fast? Uh, yeah, down B. Yeah, down B. Right. Chili proof. dogs. <laughs> anyway, Esther uh, continues. Another very strong memory is listening to your fantastic episode about the election on a plane to Chicago last December. I'd been putting it off for a while because, good grief, that shit was so frightening. But it really hit the mark as I went through jet lag and out the other side to meet my friends in the U.S., all of whom were still reeling. So, because we did this. Uh, um, Anthony Jason, just to catch you up, we did this episode uh, after the election where we reviewed the American presidential election as if it were a work of fiction because it felt like it was. And uh, I, it's been, I mean, it's definitely struck some chords. I don't know. We also could have lis- lost half our listeners from it, but um, with the left half, certainly struck a chord. I'd like to hear that. That sounds interesting. I like that idea. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Was it, was, it the worst it was, book you've uh, ever it was read? Cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a book, but uh, so was it up there with the worst TV shows I've ever read? Yes, I think it is. Or watched. It's, I mean, it's definitely the worst I've felt watching television. Oh, oh yeah, don't by far. don't worry. The sequel is gonna be a doozy. Oh, <laughs> Let's hope there is Man, one. Man, I'm hoping yeah. for a surprise ending. 
Um, man, uh, I guess even the first season of Game of Thrones in the end did not catch me as off guard as this one did. Yeah. <laughs> and that I was pretty surprised about. Yeah. Um, anyway, so thank you so much, Esther. So be, uh, to to uh, show our appreciation for you becoming our newest meat buddy, uh, we are each going to give you one unsolicited compliment. Uh, we're going to give you a bonus minor compliment. So we're going to say something nice about you knowing only that email and possibly hmm. making up stuff about you. Um, I, obviously, I video one. game professors are a pretty cool job, so I'm not going to use that one as... Well, I mean, this is sort of a branch of that, but just I, Esther, I, I bet like if your like young version of you knew what your job would be, like oh yeah, be pretty stoked. Oh, so, like that's a like good job. Like, like <clears throat> if you had like a uh, like a if Disney's the kid like happened to you that 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 movie you know where like you like old Bruce Willis and young Bruce Willis like hang out and it's not Looper, um, like. I think young you would be really stoked. So good job, good good job following the dreams. Unless That's you hate video cool. games, and then like I'm sorry. <laughs> very cool. Oh, I yeah, got a you're... compliment for Esther. Yeah, please. I like I like the name Esther. I think that's cool that that's that that's uh, that, that that's in circulation now. That you know, it's a it's good that that's a young person's name. Yeah, that's cool. What if Esther was ninety? We didn't know. I'm just assuming yeah, or that listeners also to a Esther, podcast yeah, aren't ninety. Yeah, as, I was gonna say as, Esther. My comment is that you look great for ninety. I think you're really. You've you've held together well. You must have taken very good care of your diet and good job. I yeah, I like to one. assume uh, uh what I know something about Esther that you guys might not know is oh. that uh the game professor title is actually a across the board thing. Like stand next to her while playing Street Fighter two and you will see she is also a game professor there, <laughs> you know? You meet her in a game of Overwatch and you will see some professor of school here's you know, what school i like to think i don't know if that's true but here's what i like to believe is that in order to become a game professor there's like a game that she's the best at and if you beat her mm. score you get her job yeah, yeah. right oh, you have to get a board on on caterpillar or yeah whatever. real tenuous tenure but she you could just all you got to do is knock her out in her metroid score and you are the new <laughs> the new professor of games <laughs> but yeah, good for your final luck. question for the final oh, yeah, question yeah. of this interview i need you to get a kill screen on donkey kong yeah, yeah. for me please <laughs> Me buddies, 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 me buddies. All right, now it is time for our final game of lightning bonus round. We're going into lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We gotta finish this shit up. Um, this is a our mini game segment. It's unrelated to anything we've talked about so far. Here's what I want to know from you guys. My my last question is because this is revisit month. Uh, for topics on the show, and the people, get, our, our audience got to vote on what we were revisiting. But I think, in the spirit of it, I am going to. I was going to try to revisit some other things in my life that I have, and see if I've changed on. Um, mm. So I wanted to hear what in your life would you try to revisit for the month of July this year? Uh, for example, I'm going to revisit Beats. I've been meaning to for a while. I've not liked Beats since I was a very young kid, and I, they they make me like a little nauseous. There's just something about them that I've mm. always hated. But I think there's a bad association there, and if I can try to work on them with a better association, I might be able to enjoy nature's candy like so many people seem to. Oh, that's nice. I'm thinking I might revisit Acid. It's been about eight years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I, uh... so this book has done its job. It's convincing more people. It whetted my appetite for some Acid. 
<laughs> that sounded like not a joke. I believe you. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it if the time and the circumstance is right. Let's let's do this next. It's you know every ten years or so is probably a good good amount of time. Actually, Anthony was you were telling me about that uh, when we went on a road trip yesterday about one thing that you don't like about this was the. Uh, the recklessness with which they did the drugs as opposed to doing the good uh, some good like setting up the right situation to enjoy the acid oh yeah it's the most basic yeah. thing set yeah. and setting they call it i mean oh. i i think early early on one of my favorite like like laugh out loud moments is like the um, there's a scene of them just casually hanging out as a potman and some friends come over and a fight happens and it's like it's very dramatic yes and as soon as the scene leaves yes. they're like oh man that acid we took right about to kick in <laughs> like, yeah a good just... time to take acid is when like you're having a real awkward terrible social interaction with other people <laughs> like a fry so I just to, just to uh, dumb this down for me does that mean that like that situation will then be amplified those emotions oh, get amplified yeah. you just yeah. Well, you just don't know. You, you're in a, you're going to be in a sensitive state, a very vulnerable mental state, you know, that like could go a lot of different directions. And uh, and you know, you can with acid, especially, it's like a 12, 14 hour trip. So like, oh, you know, oh. you can go down a tunnel and like be really hard to get out of it. You know, if like you go down a dark path, like mentally or in your circumstances. So you know, you want to want to keep control yeah. of your circumstances hugely. It's it's the make or break thing typically a I, lot of times. I totally uh, I totally do that same thing with like uh, burritos. I just want to be in a comfortable setting to enjoy yes. it. Yeah, if, yeah, because it's going to be a 12-hour burrito for yeah. you. So. <laughs> well, you what acid is. It's a 12-hour burrito. Sometimes you're yeah. eating Chipotle in a real big hurry, and you're like, man, I'm going down a dark tunnel right now. It's going to take a while to recover. <laughs> I wish I, I could have done this. I need a trip sitter, man. This burrito's going south on me. <laughs> a yeah. trip sitter. Uh, what, what, what are you going to revisit, Ezra? Uh, I was thinking about maybe... Um, uh, I mean, this isn't like a, anything crazy, but... Uh, possibly parks and rec uh oh. i really like the show and i just saw a clip of it last night and i would love to like watch it more in depth again it's not like from my youth but uh it's a yeah. good show man i don't think you yeah it doesn't have to be something you hated to see if you still hate it it can be a love to see if it's still like you love it as much or just to bring you joy again i'm into that yeah yeah that's a good one um, those are good to do yeah i'm actually i'm doing the other one i'm doing is like uh it's not really it's something i have not actually uh visited but i had set an opinion about and I'm going to actually visit it now to see if that opinion was right, uh, which is on Anthony's urging. So there's this Planet of the Apes trilogy that is having its f- last movie coming out in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And I thought for sure this were these were sequels to the terrible Mark Wahlberg uh, Planet of the Apes. Tim Burton one. The Tim Burton one that I hated. And so I've every time I've seen a trailer for one of these movies, I'm like, God, I can't believe that awful trilogy is still happening. And Anthony nah. pointed out, unrelated. Unrelated, oh, cool. totally yeah. worth it. Yeah, and much better. And so I've watched the first uh, one and three quarters of it, and I'll watch the third one when it comes out. And it's been, uh, it is better. And there it turns out there are a few. I didn't know that this was a thing I was missing from my life, but monkeys riding horses was sorely lacking. I really like a monkey on a yeah. horse. It really cracks it me up. Cool. Yeah, that time. makes sense. Uh, so I'm revisiting the concept of Planet of the Apes. Anthony, are you revisiting anything? Um. You know, I had a thought the other day that I should give uh, Sam Smith's writing on the wall another shot. Um, it won an Oscar, and I didn't like it the first time I heard it, but uh-huh. I was like, maybe it's good. And I just haven't gotten around to listening to it yet. I think, actually, um, I don't know anything about uh, about that, but I... That, that's a, <laughs> I'm going to have an opinion, though. No, no, no. I was, no, but I was going to say... So this is, a, this is a song, right? Yeah. From... 
James Bond? It was, it was, yeah, the song. It was from the last James Bond movie. And a co-worker of mine mentioned they really liked it. And I was like, was that good? I don't remember it being good. And they were like, no, it's really good. So I had literally had a thought yesterday, like, yeah, I'll give that another shot when I get around I'm to it. Into that. No, I, I, what I was going to say, I'm not having an opinion on that, but I guess in general, like as a positive towards revisiting some stuff, I do think there's a lot about set and setting in watching movies. And I... I know oh, sure. when I was a critic uh, last year that I definitely hated movies more if it was at the theater where I had to ride, take a long bus ride out to it than when it was close to me. <laughs> and I definitely gave worse movie reviews when I hadn't eaten dinner because I had to get on a bus and go across oh, town. Yeah. And uh, so I feel like there's a lot like if I if you go into the mo- a movie with the right attitude, you can really change how you feel about it. And so oh, you're yeah, like, like Planet of the Apes. I liked all the <clears throat> junior mints. Great job, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yep. so I'm gonna try that. I think it's it's good to revisit things like that because maybe your set and setting was wrong for uh, listening yeah. to that song from Spectre. That's so specific. Yeah, yeah well, we're changing. You know, a painting doesn't look the same in a different century. You know, every art is moving through right. time. You're changing. It's changing in relation to you, in relation to the culture. So it's cool. Oh, to man. Things this burrito's just kicking in. <laughs> 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 All right, that's the Game of Lighting bonus round. I would love to hear what you are re- going to try to revisit this month and maybe how you're going to affect the set and setting of that thing. Go to Facebook or Twitter uh, or just send us an email, podcast at com, and uh, we may include some more in the future show. But I'd love to just keep the discussion going on Facebook and Twitter. So send, us the, send those along. Um, uh, and also you can suggest lightning bonus round games and more. Uh, so now we're going to do our minor compliment. We're going to go in reverse order. So Anthony, you're up first. What's your last nice thing you're going to say at least for five and a half years about wild animus. Um, I, I think that it, uh, it's, it's going to work for at least somebody out there. Yeah. So that's kind of a nice thing. <laughs> uh, that could be in the book of generic minor compliments, where you could say almost anything that we ever do. But yeah, I mean, I think that like for someone out there, this is going to this is going to like really strike a chord with it because it's really ambitious, and it's like I didn't expect it to be as crazy as it continued to get. Yeah. Um, Okay, here's what I, I would like to see. I did like the scene when he got off the plane as the ram in front of like 12 people. And then it was just <laughs> like a fairly realistic yeah. how that would go. It was like two people who were really into it. Uh, a few people who were shocked. A few people who were confused. Uh, and everyone was like, is this fucking happening? They started just drinking whiskey, watching it, which I thought was a very funny image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just people taking swigs of a bottle while a man is ranting these weird nonsense dressed as a ram. Yes. Standing on like an oil barrel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> completely, uh, completely nuts. I and also, I think, uh, watch Altered States. Uh, it's a very yes. similar movie to this premise, but it's actually pretty good. And you should look into John C. Lilly, the man that Altered States was inspired by. He's the man, the, the brilliant uh, neuropsychologist, physicist or something, who uh, studied the dolphins and did acid and, and ketamine and communicated with dolphins and the woman had sex with the dolphins. You might have heard about it. Oh, I've heard of that one. She's real. Yeah, yeah but you should look yeah. into him. John C. Lilly. He, he came to my mind, too. I will. Uh, the, the lady who had sex with the dolphins was like, I heard a piece about where she was like, I don't know. Didn't seem interested in talking about that when people call about it. Yep. <clears throat> Not super into it. Um, 
my minor compliment is uh i guess so this is from having done it before and the way it's like i guess even if i don't like something its ability to have an image that sticks with you is 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 to its credit and the way this particular work chooses to haunt me is (laughs) that there is a performance merino wool store that opened up in the last five years uh near my apartment and the big poster in the window is a guy standing on a rock in alaska and the top half of his body is a sheep and is a ram's head and up to a ram head so he is a he is like a fawn but a ram of that uh, switched around so top sheep but anyway um so every time i walk by that store i think about wild animus so it is stuck with me in being the this is the canonical guy with a ram's head standing on a rock (laughs) it's a part of us and you know what that is so instead of them selling me wool this like this book is selling me wool that store is selling me acid I don't there know. <laughs> this is a really weird association, but that's what I have. So way to stick with me. That is my minorist of compliments. Jason, what's your minorist of compliments? My minorist, well, it's, it's actually a pretty major com- com- uh, compliment, is that this book could save some woman a lot of pain. If, if, oh, if, if yeah. the right, that is if pretty the right young lady reads this and goes, wait a sec, I recognize Lindy in me. Right. And then my relationship with this guy, you know, Wolf, you know, or whatever that she's hanging out with, um, <laughs> You know the hippie, the hippie dude who's like bossing her around and ruining her life. It's like it may it may be a cautionary tale that she would recognize herself in it and be liberated from this guy. I mean, if you're a, if you have a coworker who is showing these, you recognize Lindy and get her. If you're out, selling you know? acid yeah. to a waitress to give to her boyfriend, yeah, you are you are a part of the problem. Well, just or, any or you can help her. relationship, yeah. any kind of relationship where a woman's just you know subservient to some crappy dude. Um, and trying to make his dreams come true at the expense of her own and her own time, you know that's uh, that's something that might be a good mirror turned on some people. And yeah, they could benefit a lot. If from you it. if you recognize his manipulation in a oh, yeah. friend or family member, uh, maybe this could help you get out of that because oh, it's Definitely. so painful to watch. So or painful. Read. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a strong that's a majorous compliment if I've ever heard one. Ezra yeah, it could be a life changer. Close us out. Yeah. Maybe bring us back down uh, to minors. Uh, well, I mean, I just I like to imagine picturing the, the scene. So at one point, we have a bunch of academics who have like a dinner party, and they invite Ransom over. <laughs> and I'd like to sort of like the fallout from that, maybe being like just like whoever brought Ransom was like, okay, you don't get to bring a guest next time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like like I just 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 paella. No guess. All right, Jim, you cool with that? Can you do that? Can you just give me like just give me a Malbec. I don't need any crazy friends. Just flowers even or nothing just nothing all right <laughs> totally All right, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back again next week revisiting one more topic from our archives. Uh if we have chosen by the time this comes out, I will replace this text. And if not, um well, You'll hear this text. If, no, if not, if I'm if you are hearing this message, then uh, and you're a meat buddy, take your last opportunity to jump in. You know where to go. Go in and vote. Uh, or if you've ever been a meat buddy and you have some for some reason not gotten into the the meat portal that I sent out, uh, let me know. I'll uh. get you in there. Um, and uh, thank you to Esther for becoming a new meat buddy. Yes, thank you, Esther. I really appreciate yeah, it. I'm proud of you. you for being able to listen to podcasts. 
Yeah, I mean, and also, I do like that as a podcast as a teaching element. I think that is very cool. Uh, bonus yes. compliment. Um, and it, you, even you could be like Esther and become a video game professor just by beating her at Snake. Or you can become a meat buddy for just a dollar a month. It would be really great. Or a dollar once, just a dollar today. Go to readdashweek.com slash meat buddies. Really appreciate it. Also, a quick shout out. The new issue of the Weekly Weep is out, and I really like it. I talked a lot about... I talked a little bit more about minor compliments and my new fascination with them. And also, uh, I did a nice... A really good pro and con... A really fair pros and cons of vaccines. So... Um, that was a good one. Check it out. It was, I, it was, it was a good one. I read that. Alex, thank you did a good job. Thank you. Yeah, you can go to weeklyweep.com, weeklyweep.com to see all of those articles and to subscribe to our mailing list. Uh, and thanks for being here at Ezra Fox. Yep. Always a pleasure, buddy. We're mm-hmm. just about to do Always it. pain. Eight, well, that's true, too. 400. It's two weeks away. Can't, Congratulations can, on that again. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and thanks for being here at Anthony Lopez Part 2. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you visiting the stuff that we are revisiting. It's very nice of you to <laughs> jump in and get, get the new the perspective on it. Well, I'm really glad that if I ever get a chance to read this again, I could be like, oh, yay, I already have done this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is going to teach you a little bit about what it's like to get uh, sucked into one of my uh, project ideas, is that you think, oh, surely at least I won't have oh to read Wild Oh, my God, you're Ransom. <laughs> Alex, I'm Lindy. <laughs> <laughs> You are doing the work so that I can enjoy the uh, all of the great oh, benefits. Oh no! The wild heart speaks through me, Ezra. The- well, I think you should burn it all, Alex. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take a strong stance on this one. You get no more acid I don't know from if me. It, for people who have not gone back, the very first episode of the podcast opens with Ezra's body in a volcano, and all of the podcast <laughs> since then has been trying to explain what happened. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there sooner or later. And uh, thanks for joining us at Jason Traeger, T-R-A-E-G-E-R, Jason Traeger on Twitter. And uh, uh, definitely take out, check out Jason's comedy. You, Your joke about psychedelics is like one of the most fun things that I've ever listened to. I enjoy oh, it so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. There's more to come. Thank you. Jason Traeger <laughs> art on Instagram. Check yes. out my visual art. That's also a trip. Perfect. Jason Traeger art. Instagram, I love, thank you. I love your art, and also I saw your art for the first time fairly recently when it was on display at the club, and it, it was like a lot of the art around there for different comedians. I was like, oh, all this is cool, but I don't know who's is whose, and I was like, well, these are Jason's. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> like cool. your yeah, art yeah. speaks you the same way your comedy does in a way that I think is really amazing. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Check it out, folks. All right, thanks well, for having me again. Thank you've you. You've been so much. wonderful. Well, I'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Psh.